0: network your team every day i'm peter bukowski i cover the packers for the leap a newsletter i would love for you to subscribe to you can follow me on twitter at peter underscore bukowski you can follow the podcast on twitter at locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to find us on youtube you can do that uh subscribe on youtube remember we are the number one packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. It is our bi-week Friday, our happy hour. We are hanging out. I actually have water today uh, because I'm a little, a little under the weather. So no, no bourbon, no, no beer, no wine, no none of that. Just I need a little, I need a little bit of that that manna from heaven. Uh, we are going to be doing a mailbag episode today taking your questions, a lot to get to. And the, the fun thing about doing a show on the bye week is the Packers get to their bye week off a monster win. A monster win. And so they get to go to the bye week feeling really good, feeling really healthy. And this is where I want to start. A potential window into what could be coming up. For them, when Zedaria Smith posts on Instagram. Before we talk about that, thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day. Everyone who's posting their Spotify wrapped, I love that. Send them to me. I'm retweeting all of them from the Locked on Packers account. Um, and so here we go. Let's let's have some fun with that as well. Zedaria Smith posts a cryptic message. I got a lot of, I got a lot of dms locked on packers fan hotline got a lot of notes about this we don't know any more than you do on this right now this has been a situation that has, from the beginning been very strange and I, I i i get this pushback from fans who are going well he's hurt and, he, and he's hurt and that's it and then i what i always want to say is you do understand that like there are a lot of people asking these questions that i'm asking or insinuating things that I'm insinuating. People who also talk to people. Who are hooked into what's going on. And wondering, this, this is weird. Isn't this weird? This is weird. By the way, it's weird. It's a weird situation. And look, as as uh, someone pointed out in the chat, he, he could be talking about the holidays and just trolling everybody because Jair Alexander is in that pick too. But I pointed this out on Twitter. Before week one, about a week before week one, Zadarius posted a photo of him in the gym working out with the caption week one. And we assumed at the time he meant that he was trying to get ready to go for week one. He did, in fact, go for week one. We don't really know the circumstances of if he had a setback or what the situation is with the back. All we know is um, he hasn't played. He hasn't played since that Saints game. By the way, he was good in that Saints game in limited reps. And the thing about Zadarius coming back, if he can come back this season, is... He doesn't because of what Rashawn Gary has done and the and the step that he has taken. Rashawn Gary makes it easier for Zadarius Smith to not have to play 80, 85% of snaps. They could ease, he could, he could play, as as my my colleague at the leap, Jason Hirschhorn, pointed out on Twitter, he could play the Whitney Merciless role for for the rest of the season. And then you figure out what to do with him. Now, does he want to do that? He's got a contract that they got to figure out. You know, he's he's trying to work through that as well. Um, his his number in 2022 is huge. And so he probably would like to have that deal restructured so that he doesn't get cut. But the, the Packers, not that they couldn't use him, but they've made do without him. Now, again, that's not the same as saying he wouldn't make them better. The thing about Z'Darrius Smith is if he comes back, and this is a team that has been in with a middling pass rush win rate and sack rate all season. Z'Darrius Smith coming back would make this team an agent of chaos. They they would be impossible to block because Kenny Clark is playing at a borderline all-pro level. And... When you have that combined with what Rashawn Gary is giving you, and I reeled off some of the numbers recently, highest pressure rate um, among uh, edge rushers, full-time edge rushers in the NFC, second in pressures among edge players in the NFC behind only Shaq Barrett, and he's played fewer fewer reps than Shaq Barrett. And so what Rashawn Gary has given them would make it easy to say, okay, Zadarius, when you come back 25 30% of snaps. And you can you can work in some of those three linebacker sets, those pressure packages for the first two, three games. I mean, let's say he doesn't come back until two weeks from now. You've got a handful of regular season games, five regular season games left. If he comes back two weeks from now and let's say he misses two of those games, you've got three regular season games left plus whatever playoffs. But three regular season games is a lot to get him reacclimated into this defense. And he already has done all sorts of things, moving around the formation and providing a little bit of extra uh, oomph as an interior rusher on stunts, on twists, all the games that they want to play up front because they mostly want to rush four. Being able to put Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, and Zadaria Smith, that was a great idea in theory a couple years ago. It was pretty good in practice last year. It could be game-changing this year. And then when you think about the level that Devondre Campbell is playing in the one linebacker, if you're playing some of those 5-1 looks or whatever it is, you could, you could really put a lot of high-level players on this team at once and make what, what has been a top-10 defense by EPA per play since week one even better. And, and that is, that is a pretty, a pretty cool thing. So I got this, this note from uh, Chris Little 223 on Twitter. He wondered, uh, should EQ be getting Alan Lazard snaps? Cause he's making a case for it. So this is the thing about Equinemius St. Brown. He is incredibly talented, incredibly talented. When he came out, and i i i did the scouting reports and and you guys know longtime listeners of the show know that i am i am deep in the draft deep in the draft i watch all the guys well not all the guys but i watch as many of the guys as i can i try and watch the top 100 guys consensus guys and then beyond that some 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 guys who i think could be packers types you know if you hear all the packers are interested in so and so on day 3 you go and watch that guy or at least i do um I thought EQ was a top 100 type talent. The size, the speed, the explosiveness. And what has differentiated him from the other guys in this receiver room at his size right now is his ability to make plays after the catch. He catches that little jam route on the on the boot. And he turns up field. It, 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 he catches the ball at the line of scrimmage and it's 12 yards. Al can't do that. Now... Lazard is also a de facto tight end in every other package that they want to put out there. You put him in the slot, you put him in the F, you you can put him, you know, basically play him as an H-back if you want and use him in myriad ways to create matchup problems for for opponents. Now, he didn't look right against the Rams. He, He has not looked healthy since coming back from injury, is he, we'll see. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get back in that rhythm to find that, that comfort zone, that pocket that you have to play in. And you know, the, the, the speed of the game kind of, kind of hits you over the head when you get back. And a lot of players talk about that. You have, you have a little bit even just a week or two. It takes a second. And when you're rotating and the Packers, they've got a lot of guys to get the ball to. It's not like, you know, he's Devonte Adams and, and he's going to get 10, 12 targets a game. That's just not the role that he plays. And so these guys have all got to be ready. And, 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 I think to me, that is the more important part of this. It's not, should EQ be taking Alan Lazard's snaps? It's, hey, look at what Equinemius St. Brown is doing to earn more opportunities in this offense. Look at the diversity that he brings of of skill sets because you have Devontae Adams, who is your alpha number one. And then you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. This is in no particular order. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, deep threat, and can do enough underneath for you said that that corners can't just sit all day 10 yards off and not let him run by you. Because if you do that, he's going to run a little out or a hitch and it's 6, 8, 10 yards and, and you're just like, you, you can't live like that on defense. You've got Randall Cobb. Who has really found his footing in this offense? And Matt LaFleur is starting to scheme up things for him. And Aaron Rodgers is so comfortable looking for him. I mean, he has been the third down blanket because teams key in so heavily on Devontae Adams that someone else is going to be open. And chances are it's going to be Randall Cobb in the slot winning now. And then you have the two big bodied receivers EQ, who's a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more explosive. But not necessarily in a vertical way. They haven't really used him as a vertical threat this season, even though he is, you know, a 4-4 guy. And you have Alan Lazard, who they like to use on on play-action shots, which I think is is a good use of his skill set because he's a build-up player. He can get behind um, corners, but it helps to have that play-action, right? So what you're getting is this diversity of skill sets. That is, and, and Amari Rogers, gadget, jet, screen, whatever you want to do, he has not proven that he can be a sort of um, down-to-down, even even in a limited role uh, player that that they can trust. And that's fine. He's a rookie. What do I always say? Most rookies are bad. And right now, I hate to say it, he's bad today's episode is brought to you by our friends at boost you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge you switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with boost you get the power of a free 5g iphone so you can listen to all the latest episodes the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all of that brain power too and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all with the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, how much powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and 5 out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A35 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. So, one of the questions from the chat David Gale wants to know, um, is there any hope left for special teams this season? Will the unit end up being our Achilles heel? Uh, It could be. It could be. And in a a playoff game, Mason Crosby, that could be the difference. You know, you miss a field goal or you you have a situation where you um, need to improve your field position on a punt. And you have it blocked or you have a kickoff out of bounds or something like that. Or, or, you know, you you just got a big score and all of a sudden they're able to get a big kick return on you. Now, the return team hasn't been abysmal this year. So that is I think that would be a bigger problem If, if they were giving away returns left and right. That would be something that would really be concerning to me. They're not doing that. Now, the Mason Crosby thing, that's a little more concerning. But we're talking about the most clutch kicker of the modern Packers era, who has made big kick after big kick in his career. I still think with the game on the line in a playoff game, there are plenty of kickers that you feel like you would take after you would take Mason Crosby. He is not a bad option there in that spot. That being said, the flip side of this is having having Mason be in that spot. Maybe you get a little more aggressive on fourth down. And we saw that against the Rams. Matt LaFleur was willing to say, we can be aggressive. And, and that's because you want to score touchdowns. And by the way, the best way for you to win is to score touchdowns. So, try and do the thing that helps you score touchdowns, not field goals. Don't settle for field goals if you can avoid it. Hey, amazing concept. The Packers, um, they have Aaron Rodgers. They have Devontae Adams. They have Aaron Jones. They have this, as I was just saying, diverse group of skill players. They should feel comfortable, especially in plus territory, converting just about any fourth down fourth and less than eight if you're inside the the 45 fourth and less than eight you should be going like most of the time certainly four and four fourth and five or less this Packers team they should always be going always be going I mean they they just you expect to get five yards Devontae Adams should be able to beat anybody and get you five yards. Aaron Rodgers should be able to find someone or scramble out and make a play and get you five yards. So that is the, the, the tack-on effect of maybe not having the, the utmost confidence in your kicker is that you might be a little bit more aggressive and you might put yourself in a better position to score touchdowns versus settling for those threes. You might call plays in the plus side of the field a little bit more aggressively. That would be a good thing too. So that's just, that's just something to keep in mind. Do I think it's their Achilles heel? No, they won a lot of games. And it, it did almost cost them against Cincinnati. But you're talking about like crazy all-time brain fart stuff. You know, th- some things that are just on any kind of consistent basis are not going to happen. Now, for one game, yeah, you can lose your mind if you're Mason Crosby. Luckily, they have the bye week to figure some of this stuff out. And Mason can recharge, can reset. I and mean, he's getting up there in age too. He probably needs a mental break. And you come back. I think a lot of this is confidence, feeling like every time that he steps up there, is the snap gonna be right? Is the hold gonna be right? Am I gonna get the laces? Am I gonna have to worry about any of this stuff? I mean, the the 29 yarder against the Rams, that was tough. To miss that, to seal the game. It's tough. It's tough. But but like The Boho Blast, not worried about it. Not really worried about the kick coverage. Not really worried about the punt coverage. And if Randall Cobb is going to be the punt returner, and by the way, Randall Cobb should be the punt returner. I'm not really worried about that either. All right, this is another question from the chat. Why Pro3? Are the Packers poorly equipped to play from behind? No, we've seen them come back from being behind. I mean, they they were down big to the Lions. And came back and spanked the Lions. The Vikings got out to a big early lead. The Packers were, were leading that game late. So they're, they're not poorly equipped. Um, we saw, you know, the, the, the Marquez valdez Gatling answer 75-yard touchdown. Are they, are they going to be a team who wants to throw it 50 times? Like if they have to win a game 45-38, can they do that? I think that's a reasonable question um they're not as explosive as some of these other teams with you know these big play guys all over the field that being said I'm not going to be surprised at all if as this offense keeps going and as things coalesce you know they, they just put 36 on a very good Rams team scored 30 on a very good Minnesota defense they're they're very talented and Aaron Rodgers is I I I I bet if you put him on a lie detector he would tell you He wants two things this season more than anything. The first is he wants a ring. He wants a Super Bowl ring. The second is after the offseason that he had and after the experiences that he went through with the whole COVID issue, he wants to be MVP. And I think he probably is like LeBron where he's, he's looking at these guys going, how did this guy win? How did this guy win? How did this guy beat me? I'm the best player of the world. How did this how did this guy win MVP? I'm better than that guy. And in a year where there isn't uh, you know, a guy up here on the pedestal where everyone's going, it's his to beat. It was, I think it was Kyler Murray. And then for a little bit, it was Lamar Jackson. And Kyler's been hurt, and Lamar Jackson has been out. So, or Lamar Jackson just had a four interception game, not out. Uh, so, and Lamar Jackson did miss time, by the way, was sick. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out down the stretch because the Packers do not have a difficult group of games defensively. They know the bears defense extremely well. They just lit up the Vikings defense. Um, Baltimore's defense is kind of a mess and they have the lions. Like could Rogers throw 20 touchdowns to end the season? It's not crazy. I mean, it's pretty crazy. uh but I I think I think they could they could do that. Now to this question about being able to play from behind, they have Aaron Rodgers. They needed a field goal with under 50 seconds left against the 49ers and they did it. They need a field goal against the Bengals. They did it what three times? four times at the end of that game. Marched right down the field against a pretty good defense and and got what they needed. So I'm not worried about this team playing from behind. The the I think the better question is, are they equipped to play from ahead? Because the running game has not been what we thought it could be or would be. And that's an interesting question here. So um, something that's something to think about here as we move forward. The holiday season is here. Grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is... The best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust those mall doors down and battle the holiday shoppers because sometimes you got to throw an elbow or two, just bang, right in there. People are passionate about their favorite flavor. Me, coconut brownie. Now, that's a special flavor. You got to wait for it. You're friends with Santa. You might want to write him a letter. Tell Santa to throw a couple of built bars in those stockings with so many flavors. You you can make someone's Christmas morning if you get the right one. Dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. They've got marshmallowy treats, so it's kind of perfect. Different flavors covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. They are uh, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered all season with props, odds, lines, and they are still your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked On to get that bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet On all your sports. Uh, We did have someone wonder how the visit with Santa went. Um, Theo loved it. He loved the carolers. That was a particularly great thing. He loves music. So he heard the carolers. They had this really great like group of um, like stand up bass. It was like it was it was a really cool thing. And uh, Santa Mrs. Claus, she was there. It's some hot chocolate, some apple cider. It was a great time. Um thanks for everyone who who uh, stuck with us and got here a little bit late. Uh that this is later than we normally do this. Uh one of the questions from the chat, who is the Packers uh defensive MVP? Campbell, um or Sean Gary or even Rasul. So uh, that's tough. Um I think the guy who has in 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 most situations it's Kenny Clark. And I think I think in this case, he is too. His ability to rush the passer as an interior defender is just so unique to him. There are only, you know, four or five guys in the whole league who can affect the middle of the field the way Kenny Clark can. And getting a guy like that to play at this level, passing downs, early downs, because that's the thing. Teams have started to say... We don't want to wait for third down. We're going to start passing early. And there have been some teams who said, okay, great. We're going to blitz you early. We're going to blitz you on first down and second down. Well, the Packers don't have to do that because they have Kenny Clark, because they have Rashawn Gary. They have these base guys who can rush the passer and be good enough defending the run where you're not giving up anything. You're not having to play some sort of NASCAR package where you've got like Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Dayton Jones, and a bunch of small guys on the field. Now, it helps that also Rashawn Gary is 270. It helps that Preston Smith is 265. And you're getting Kenny Clark eating double teams. You're at Kingsley Kiki at times. Dean Lowry's making plays. TJ Slayton is pushing the pocket. So I think that is keying everything. And also, Kenny Clark allows them to defend the run out of light boxes. That has been key. You look at the efficiency numbers, the DVOA numbers. They say Green Bay's run defense, not great. But you watch the games. The run game is not beating them. And no one has said, no one, not the Vikings, not the 49ers, not the Rams, no one. And the Rams don't really do it this year, but in previous years they might have. No one has said, we looked all week at the tape of this Packers team. And we decided the best way to beat them was to run the ball down their throats. No one has said that. No one is committed to the run in that way. That's not why the Packers have lost these games. Um, you know, they got they got jumped by the Saints. They had Jordan Lovett quarterback um, and, a, and a number of other injuries, by the way, against the Chiefs. And the defense still played really well in that game. And they, Kirk Cousins made a bunch of plays under pressure when the defense was in his lap all day. No one has said, we're going to run the ball. And part of the reason is they don't want to deal with Kenny Clark. And I don't blame them. Now, the guy that I think has made the most impact in improving this defense last year to this year. Aside from Joe Barry, who deserves a ton of credit. And they do give out a um, a coordinator of the year award. I think he absolutely deserves to be in the mix. To me, that's Devondre Campbell. That's where you bring in someone like that and say, okay, he has really... Uh, change what they're able to do in the middle of the field. And and I think the combination of Rasul Douglas coming in and and giving you something and Devondre Campbell, really more Devondre though, um, providing Joe Barry the flexibility to do everything on the back end that he wants to do because he has a linebacker who can get those pass offs in the middle of the field, who can handle crossers, who can run with running backs and tight ends and communicates really, really well, who reads really, really well. So the guy who has elevated the defense last year to this year the most is Campbell. But I think the guy who is most important to this defense right now is Kenny Clark. All right, we're going to be back on Monday. No Sunday live show because there's no game. We'll be back on Monday. We're doing Sunday lives the rest of the of the season. So don't worry about that. Back on Monday with a lot more. Um, I wrote about Aaron Rodgers' uh, candidacy for MVP